0: I'm Regina Beach, and you're listening to Sadden Returns*, a show about stories with a clear before and after. Today, we're talking to TJ Wickman about his life, travels, and experience at bushcraft school. TJ, will you introduce yourself?
1: I'm TJ. How you doing? Uh, I'm from South Dakota originally. And uh, I went to high school there. I grew up there. Uh, first eighteen years of my life. I haven't lived there since. So nineteen ninety six was the last time that I lived there. Um, in the twenty two years since, I've been a lot of places. I went to college in Minnesota, Moorhead State University, which probably not a people, not probably not a lot of people have heard of it. It is. It's uh, Kevin Sorbo, Hercules went there. Um. Yes, it's impressive. Uh, Richie Valens from the movie La Bamba. Well, no, he's not from there. But when when his plane crashed, he was flying to Moorhead, so there you go. <laughs> Claim it's, to fame. Yes, it's it's uh, it's the same it's the same city as Fargo, Fargo Moorhead. is just the Red River, so it's Minnesota North Dakota border. It's the Red River uh, separates the two. So it's the Moorhead. If you're if if you've been to the area, you're from there. It's the Fargo Moorhead area, the FM area. Um, Johnny Lang, very famous blues musicians from West Fargo. I guess we're doing my introduction, not Johnny Lang's. Um, so I went to college there and after that I moved to China for a year. Um, after that I joined the Navy. I was in the Navy for six years and then I did a lot of travel, not with the Navy, but on my own in the Navy. Um, and then when I got out, I did more travel and then I was on a trip that I call the great disaster of 2018 um, or the 2008 where things went awry and made some funky decisions. And basically from that time on for the last 10 years, it's dictated everything I've done in my life. Um, some not so good ways, but it's led me to everything I'm doing now, which is in a really good, a really good place, a really good creative thing that I'm, uh, that I, that I'm doing and, and creative things I've, um, been doing and been a part of. So it's kind of like uh, life's its way down to exactly where I should be. But it's taken a lot of time and a lot of skimming and a lot of trying different stuff and a lot of going through a lot of crap to get there. But now it's kind of like I feel good. It's like I've arrived. So.
0: That's awesome. Yep. Tell me about your bucket list and checking things off.
1: Oh, yeah. I had a bucket list Um, when I was th- I'm 40 years old. Now when I was 33, I achieved my bucket list, everything I wanted to do in life. Uh, So those things included going to all the continents, volunteering in Africa, uh, giving my mom and dad a, uh, sent, giving a flight some, to somewhere in the world for their uh, anniversary, living on a tropical island, living in a country where I couldn't speak the language. Um, God, what else was it? Oh, going to L.A., trying acting. God, um, I said all the continents. Yeah, it might have been a couple other things on there that I can't remember. Um but uh yeah i did that all and then i've done i've done everything in my life that i wanted to and i've done everything in my life that i never wanted to do or and never thought i would do uh so that includes living in china i was not interested at all in china um when i moved there for college but i wanted to move to a country where i couldn't speak the language so since then china's become a, has been a part of my life um in in various ways and um which led me into the other thing that I never wanted to do or never thought I would do. and That was being the, in the military. Um, so that was kind of uh, not the smoothest path, but in the end, I'm glad that I I I done those things and I met some great people in the Navy and China. Yeah, I'm, the China thing was probably the best decision I made as an adult. Just moving out there, getting out there. On what else? Oh yeah, the other things that I never wanted to do. Yeah, writing a um, writing a book, which I'm not going to talk about too much, but. Um, Um, writing a book. I never want to do it because I don't have the patience for it. But I love the creative aspect of it, creating. So it's uh, doing that, and, yeah, it's been a very unexpected adulthood. And um, uh, I guess I have a lot of regrets, but at the same time, I've had an adventurous life where I've done a a ton of stuff. Um, I'm kind of the rebel of my family. I'm the only one who's been married by age 30. Yeah, but I've I've done a lot of stuff. If I died tomorrow, I'd be like, cool, did it, so, yeah.
0: Tell me about your time in l a and your experience with improv comedy
1: oh yeah, uh, I miss improv improv's cool I was uh LA, LA itself eh no thanks. the city's kind of crappy. Most people who I meet who live there who not generally are from there but are there for a reason whether the entertainment industry most people I've met do not like it. It's a really crowded, dirty city, the glamour part of it, you know that that we we put it so big it's like eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it has this, It has its bonuses It's, it's um, You know heavy traffic And it's going to take you At least half an hour To go anywhere But at the same time There's more to do In LA In that area Than there is in Any other city In any other place In the world That I've been to um, So if you look at it That way It's like Cool. Okay. You know, we got our 30 minutes that we're driving to wherever, but there's nowhere else on earth where you can have all this stuff. So that's, you know, it's, it, it is cool in that way. Um, so that's, that's kind of the LA. And then I also lived in Redondo beach, right? Uh, two miles from the ocean. Redondo beach is a cool area down or most of Manhattan beach. Um, so that was better. I lived in Koreatown when I was in LA and I had helicopters over our apartment and saw guns drawn and personal gun came in the building. So that's the LA experience. Um the improv comedy which I did, uh that was at Upright Citizens Brigade and that was twenty six September twenty sixteen to May twenty seventeen. It's kind of at the time and still might be. It was kind of considered the hot the hot place to go. That kind of changes, I think, um the different places. Like there's one called Groundlings and they have different things. That's where Will Ferrell, and Chris Kattan, and a bunch of people went to. The one I went to, Upright Citizens Brigade, Aziz Ansari's been there. Um uh Aubrey Plaza's been there. Um and then you've had like Horatio Sands and Kevin Eland come perform there. You know, not all the time, but they come and and then there's um it was founded by Amy Poehler who we know and then three other guys who who, who they've d- done stuff in the entertainment industry. Matt Walsh or Matt Ian Walsh Matt and then there's like two Matts I believe. um But the 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 time there was pretty awesome. I did uh four levels, so they are two two months for level eight classes, then you have performances. Um, really cool. Like, it's awesome. I miss improv. I'm, I've am i thought about going back and getting back into it. It's, if anybody wants to go act in LA, I'd say don't worry about acting first, get into an improv class. Do that before you act or host or anything. I, I think, in my opinion, then that's, and I think probably, I'm sure there's other people who would say, it, that's going to serve you better than anything. Uh, doing things right on the spot, reacting and all that. And it's just a lot of fun. And I did stuff where I was... Well, I was pretty good pretty funny and did some good stuff and then in the very next the very next scene or performance or whatever I was absolutely horrible and wretched and looked like I just came out of the womb I was so bad but that's that's improv and if you're just beginning that's pretty just about anybody you know you can have some good stuff and some really bad stuff but it's it's awesome it's fun and I've and you know worked around some really quick quick-minded quick-witted talented people and then some people who were not at all that <laughs> So, uh, improv is awesome. It's great. Yeah.
0: You've been pretty funny here. You've put on different costumes, you've put on different accents. What, um, allows you to just like drop any type of seriousness and just be able to like explode with someone who's Cajun or someone who's like a, I don't know that like woods creature.
1: The woods creature. (laughs) Um, uh i just no, I don't have an explanation you just go you just do it's just there like it's just it's just, i'm a I've always been told I'm a pretty random guy um I don't really care i mean i I say I don't care what people think of me, but you do you know, but it's just it's just just random just right here and now. there's no explanation for it just how I am
0: can you do a voice right now
1: um <laughs> put you on the spot yo this is. This is Method Man, giving a shout out to Mary J. Blige. That's a uh, Method. That's probably the easiest one I could do. I could do. Yeah, well, when I was governor of Minnesota, Congress didn't tell me what I could write. So that's Jesse Ventura, and uh, I I'm an oil man. I don't like people much. Uh, wow. What, what do you say? Oh, the milkshake this is a straw. Now I'm I'm mixing it all up. I'm going back to Jesse. I was supposed to be Daniel Plainview, but it's it's my Daniel Plainview isn't on right now. So you got me on the spot. (laughs) That's about it.
0: You recently bought a minivan. Can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that process and what your plans are with it?
1: Well, the process was I got in a car crash. So that's kind of, so then I need another vehicle. So I I thought, I had a a Subaru Impreza, and I thought, what is cooler than a Subaru Impreza? Well, a Mm. minivan is cooler than a Subaru Impreza. So, uh, no, I got that because um, I had thought about van life, and I wanted something I could sleep in. Um, And I should have got something I could sleep in three years ago, but I didn't, whatever. Um, So, you know, minivan was like... Uh, I was looking at a regular vans than a minivan minivans better on uh gas mileage and a little more stealthy and just all all in all it's it's the good en- entryway into um van life um if I really wanted to do it more serious and really want to build out something then get a regular van but this is cool for now and like everything I own including my bike and a kayak fit inside of it and I can sleep in it and it's, like everything and like I just I just kind of divvied it up today so it was like and you saw that and it's like plenty of room, it's, like, awesome, so, yeah, so, no, it's cool, it's cool to, um, just be where you're at, and you can live anywhere, you know, the richest of the richest places, uh, the poorest of the poor, and not really want to maybe hit some of those neighborhoods, because everything you owns in there, but, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's cool to, uh, to be able to do that, so that's why I got that, and uh, I I don't know exactly where I'm gonna end up, um, so it's it's a good thing to have, and if I need to, you know, sell it and then move to some funky island somewhere and marry a island girl and have twenty kids, then I can just do that too. So it's I don't own I don't own property, but I can live anywhere, you know.
0: You're using VA benefits to attend jack mountain bushcraft school uh what else have you used your education benefits for how do you decide where to go and what to do with them
1: yes um i i used it for a bike school in ashland oregon and now i'm using it near ashland maine for this uh so bike school so a couple years ago i said i'm gonna be indiana jones for the rest of my life so i decided i'm gonna do these adventurous things like if i'm gonna bike across the u.s then um, I need to go to bike school to learn how to repair a bike. Well, I, one, I don't have a – I'm not very good with that stuff. And then I've already forgotten most because that was a few months ago. So I've actually changed kind of my trajectory because you learn something and you forget it. But I do use it for bike school, using it for Jack Mountain Bushcraft. And then um, after this, in, thir- 13, uh, in two weeks, I'm going to a um – I'm getting, I'm, I'm certified as a wilderness first responder, so I'm getting to get the research, it's a 10-day course, New Hampshire, and the GI Bill covers that, um, so the first three years ago when I did the, the the certification for that, it was, it's the best formal educational experience I've ever had, loved it, uh, not necessarily that's what I want to be for my life, but, but using it for that GI Bill, and then there were some other things I was going to use it for, which I'm going to Hold off now and work on some creative stuff um but other things that i that I had planned that maybe in the future but maybe not I don't know um was like become a horse trainer horse masseuse um may become a wildlife photographer, so go to maybe a course in New Zealand or England if they took them um there was a uh, master's in outdoor adventure and expedition leadership in Southern Oregon University in Ashland, Oregon, that I found out. And that's how that's how I got on this trajectory to Jack Mountain Bushcraft and the bike school, is because I found that and I thought if that's if that's available, what else is available? Um, so yeah, so there's other stuff too, but those a Knowles course. There was one I was looking at, which is a really look like a sweet thing, but I'm going to hold off on anything now and work on some creative stuff and, and and make some money, get a job, and then we'll see what happens. But, yeah, really good stuff.
0: What's the biggest takeaway or what did you learn while you were here for the past nine weeks?
1: Um, For me, the biggest takeaway, actually, uh, we did some cool stuff, right? Learned some cool stuff but the biggest takeaway for me was actually had nothing to do with bushcraft had to do with me um making making a decision or two here um about how I was going to do the course and then and that decision was just kind of relax and i have a problem doing that i have a problem just giving it all up and just relax and just take it easy and just enjoy the process enjoy being slow cuz i'm always looking forward to the next thing and and the um all that so for me that was the biggest takeaway um, and then I I would also say that, um, another takeaway was, uh, get out of cold weather, leave. So, because it's, <laughs> it's good to be in, it. I don't ever want to just totally escape it because it's good to get in there. There's some fun that you can do in cold weather and the snow, but another takeaway was just a reminder how I do like warm weather and I like being warm and also, uh, and I already knew this before, but it's still, you have that appreciation for hot showers and a roof over your head and, um. And and modern conveniences, because I was always thinking, oh, no, go live in the wilderness and go be that guy and don't spend money and save all your money and don't do the modern society thing. And then you get out there and you realize, nope, modern stuff is good. And if you got to pay a little more money for it, cool. So play within play within both worlds. And that's I've really become level-headed here, um, how I kind of maybe was 10 years ago. It's really kind of grounded me again and play within both worlds it's all part of it so live out in the wilderness live in modern society and don't have to you know just 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 be cool enjoy life um laugh a lot fart freely and eat dark chocolate
0: words of wisdom
1: yes
0: speaking of cold weather how is antarctica
1: uh antarctica is awesome like i only went there because it was one of the seven continents so I was thinking it was just gonna be like this flat white thing and it was totally not it was it's it is it's the the coolest place I've ever been to figure yeah I mean literally figuratively it is just it's amazing when you're there I I tell people now you don't know what planet you live on until you've been to Antarctica only then can you understand the spectrum this of, of what's here it's just it's ridiculous it's gorgeous it's just awesome and um you know at the same time one thing goes wrong and and crap can happen there was a canadian two weeks before i went there was a canadian ship that sunk down there and, my, and the ship that i was on was like like fourth in line to receive like a, a, a sos call to help out that ship that was a Canadian ship. And then on my on my ship, there was a Canadian couple. And the lady, there was a lady um who the wife had had heart murmurs and she wasn't taking her medication. She hadn't taken her medication. She didn't even bring it. I don't even think she brought it down there. And so we had to, we were going to be on the continent proper the very next day. But instead of that, because she had that issue, we had to turn around and go back 19 hours so she, to drop her off. so she, They could fly to Chile and get medical attention. She was fine, which is good, but... When in Antarctica and you have a medical issue that requires medicine, take it with you. I've heard people who have heart murmurs who don't take it before, but it's Antarctica, kids. So, (laughs) but Antarctica is awesome. And anybody can go. You don't have to be on a special thing or whatever. More and more people are going every year. It is the coolest place on the planet. It's just awesome. It's just, that's, I guess, my favorite place I've been. Um, Not wanting to live, that would be Hawaii, but... um, yeah, it's awesome. And you can, you know, yeah, go to Antarctica.
0: So cool. What's on your new bucket list or your new goals or where do you see yourself 10 years from now?
1: I don't know. And I don't, I don't want to plan that because I've always had a plan. I've always had something in mind to plan and I'm tired of doing that. Um, but I guess in a general, in a general. seeing where my life is going and eliminating all the most of the fat from my life something creative creating stuff doing something creative i thought that maybe being some kind of adventure guy would be it and um and that still is in the cards but maybe more on a personal level as opposed to professional unless it's like with nat Geo TV or something like that or who knows who knows what'll pop up i'm still open to anything um but something in a more creative aspect creating things whether that's um um you know, writing, writing a book or, or two or, or something in that realm, creating something somehow. Um, I don't know that acting is the way that I want to go, but, but maybe if something pops up, that might be improv hosty type of stuff could be it. Um, some, I, I, something in the creative realm. And I like dealing with people who are creative and, and, and that collaboration. So I, I, I really think that's the way that I'm going to go. Um, And then maybe some inventory type of stuff, but yeah, I think some not too serious, but very uh, stimulating creatively.
0: Will you still be a Miami Dolphins fan in ten years?
1: Yes, yes. As much Zoloft and Prozac as I've had to take in the past decade and a half from the losing, I will forever be a Miami Dolphins fan. I don't care. We'll lose. I'll be miserable. But yes, I will always be a Miami Dolphins and by the way, they beat Chicago last weekend. Just want to let you know that.
0: They they did indeed. Do.
1: But the game was like awesome. Like it was like a really good game. Like either team could of went to overtime. So, I saw the highlights. Yeah, go Dolphins. Go Fins.
0: We recently had a solo experience. What was your time alone like?
1: Uh um just normal. I didn't nothing esoteric. I've already gone through my whole life looking at my soul and all that stuff so I just um it was good I moved I, I'm i not one to sit still too often so I kind of moved um I had a camp the first night and the next night I moved to an island and the third night which we didn't have because of inclement weather ma- namely wind um I was going to move to another even smaller island so it was just I just basically it was I did some canoeing started fires and um uh ate food and kind of walked around randomly checking out some spots there's a really cool spot where it was like all dead trees and there's like a little kind of a little creek kind of a creek bed and like some trees were overturned and it looked like something out of the movie sleepy hollow it was really sweet it was really cool and then after that I walked around and looked at some trees and I just looked at some trees and leaves like just stared at them and then laid down and took a nap and then went up and packed up and and moved my firewood and all my stuff to the the little island, had some food, um, paddled around, explored the little island, peed on trees and uh and uh, And then the next day, I did a recon to the little island to see where I could sleep and all that type of stuff. so that was good. just being outside normal i think I think when you 're out there one of the the coolest thing probably for me was. When you're out there and it's so quiet, then there was like, you'll have a duck once in a great while fly by and you just, and that's the only sound and you just watch and it's so intimate and it's right there. That is the coolest. I think that is, that's awesome. So that was the coolest thing, the coolest experience that I had there.
0: What's been the best and worst thing you've eaten at bushcraft school?
1: Um, I didn't didn't cook as much as other people did. Um, The dude do made in large due to my impatience and if i'm gonna eat i'm gonna eat now and i want to prepare but uh i would say the the best thing the best thing that i made or just the best thing neither one anything at the school itself not going out to like uh the the one stop in town or you know restaurants just at the school itself would be uh it was like week three i think i don't know if blake was here then or the the mm-hmm. one the one gal who does the Nikki. tinctures Nikki. Mm-hmm. yeah when she was here so the the um that dutch oven thing that tim made that he it's was like
0: done. a 70 pound giant yeah. cast iron
1: yeah i think i think it was i think that one was like a 300 hundred dollar dutch oven i think that's the one the really big one that was really good that i was i was that was really good that was, i'd say that's the best thing and then I also did a thing that was had, like, orange chicken sauce, and it had some other stuff. And that was actually, like, restaurant good. Dutch ovens are so easy to cook with. But I'll go with Tim's first. And then the worst thing that I had was, oh, God. Well, I brought canned kale, so that's not anything I prepared. But I just eat a bunch of canned stuff, and I, I'll i eat whatever generally, but I'm not always good. <laughs> so I, brought, I, 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 I bought canned kale, and it was just a miserable, oh, my God, that stuff was crap. So... Yeah, that's the worst.
0: Yep. So pork in a Dutch oven, good, canned kale, bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. Can kale, miserable. Yeah.
0: What else do you want to share or talk about?
1: Well, my brother is a dork. So Brady? Yeah. Yeah, you talked to him, didn't you?
0: I did. I talked to him on the phone. Yeah. He used to live in Chicago. So did I.
1: Yes. He's, yes. He was in a suburb. I can't remember which one, but yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't know I'd bring him up just if I, can, <laughs> if I can if I can bring him down and take his legs from him the opportunity to do it, especially on a, a public platform, I'll do it. No, um, I don't know. I, don't, I would say the best acting performance of all time has being random here is uh, Daniel Day Lewis and "There Will Be Blood." My favorite movie of all time. I don't really want to say one, but if I had to say one, I'll say, it, I'll go with uh, Miracle, the hockey movie. Um, I got to work with Dave Christian, who was a starting defenseman on that 1980 Miracle team, but I just liked that.
0: And uh, you were also an extra in Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: I was I was a professional clapper for a day. Not not clapper getting STD clapper, but uh, yes. I was about 85% of the movie, there's a wedding scene, and the guy sitting in front of J.C. Siegel in a red shirt is me, so you can see like half, not quite, now you can't see half my face, but I'm clapping, yes.
0: Can we hear the clap? Yeah.
1: That's, that's a nice clap. It was good. I did very well. I was on for 5 seconds. Yep. And I got paid like 20 bucks an hour and the, and the catering is amazing is awesome at these these Hollywood things. So, yeah. Yeah, Jason yeah, story about that. Jason Siegel came down. Did I I don't know if I told you this already, but I'll tell you it again. Um Jason Siegel, uh, uh who people would know from How I Married How I married Your Mother the Muppets and he's done other movies, you know, he's 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 in that group with Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen and and all that. And um, I didn't watch TV, and so there was this guy, when I when I was on the set, you know, to do the shoot, as an extra, we don't do a shoot, we sit there and we do what we're told, but, well, you know, we're on the shoot, and there was this guy holding an umbrella, and he was holding over another another really tall guy, and they were walking up to me and walked right behind me, the guy under the umbrella, then, like, sat down, and I was like, oh, this must be an actor, whatever, so I was going to ask him, are are you an actor at all? And I, did, I ended up not asking him the question, which is good, because not only is he the main actor, he wrote the movie, and that was Jason Siegel. So that was not a nice, I'm glad I didn't. He seems like, I, I don't, I obviously don't know him, but he seems like he'd be a cool enough guy where he would, you know, would have been alright with it, but, um, yeah. <laughs> So that was fun. Funny thing about that, too, that a a girl a girl I was dating, you know, um, split up with me because she was basically seeing some other guy, too. So it was kind of like right, right before that happened. Art like, imitates it life. It does. Oh, my God. It does. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, that's cool. Hawaii's a cool place to live. Uh, I've been in a submarine. I've eaten frog skins in La where you were. So.
0: I didn't eat frog skins Did when you? I was there.
1: Didn't you? No. Oh, yeah. Vincent, yeah. I mean, I saw a you lot of frogs.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of frogs on a stick. Barbecue frogs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, this is just crisp frog skins. I'll have some of them. Mm. Yeah. So, yep. That's it. I don't have any, unless you have anything else, I don't have any other things just to randomly bring up. Um, wipe. Don't wipe too hard. Wipe enough. Um, you wipe too hard. I got a buddy who had to go to the doctor because he wiped too hard um chinese food's good ernest shackleton he's he's one of my three heroes along with Laird hamilton and crazy horse crazy Crazy horse the musician no 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 the 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 the, native the the the, 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 i believe born in what is present-day wyoming but you know certainly spent time in south dakota
0: is the monument in south dakota
1: it's in south dakota yeah when it's done and they have been able to work on it when it's done it's going to be the, easily the largest rock sculpture in the world. Mount Rushmore will be able to fit from eye to eye in it.
0: Holy so cow. So, yeah.
1: But I think Mount Rushmore is not as big as people think if they haven't gone to see it once they get there it's like oh it's smaller than I thought but it's still really cool. Yeah. There's the uh I don't know how long ago it was but the US government had offered to give um 100 million dollars to help with the project help move it along but the um uh the the uh, the Sioux who were I guess in charge of or whatever declined because they didn't want U.S. government help in the project.
0: So they're doing it themselves.
1: Yeah, maybe donations. I don't know exactly how they're gonna fund it, but maybe donations. But they're but it's been worked on it. I don't know what the progress rate is right now. But it had started up. You know, and they had been doing more work on. It. I don't know. If they're still doing work on it, or how slow or anything like that is, but yeah, it's kind of cool. You can see, you know part of it from the road you can see, but when it's when it's done, it's uh, it's got to be pretty cool when it's done. So
0: so road trip to South Dakota.
1: Yeah, and South Dakota people actually go there. There is electricity. It's not like they still have outhouses. Some some people I think wonder well why did anybody go to South Dakota? It's like this podunk state or whatever. So there's some podunkness to it, but I mean you'll meet you'll meet people there. I mean, the greatest, my friends is when I was a kid, the greatest people. So I think Midwesterners generally. Midwesterners are West. And yes, South Dakota is part of the Midwest. I can't believe people didn't know that. I had talked like a few years back and somebody from Missouri and they're like, South Dakota's not Midwest. I'm like, it's it's as Midwest as you can get. And like, there are people who don't think that, but it's Midwest, yeah. Oh, and and anytime we talk about South Dakota, North Dakota, anytime, like 90% of the time, 90 to 95% of the time I say am from South Dakota, the very next time that person mentions the state I'm from, they say North Dakota. I don't get that. South Dakota is the larger state and all the cool stuff is in South Dakota. So get it right, people.
0: Get it right. Get it right. Yes. Thank you, TJ. <laughs> I'm Regina Beach and you've been listening to Saturn Returns. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe on iTunes or check us out online at facebook.com slash podcast. See you next time.